Hello, hello, and welcome to the Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. It's the free monthly magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Hi everybody, John the announcer here, and oh yeah, today's show is gonna be great. So let's bring on the host. Here is comic impressionist Rich Natoli. Hello, welcome to the Vegas Voice. Rich Natoli, your host here. We got a great show for you. At the bottom of the hour, uh, comedian and actor uh, Dick Hardwick will join us. And right now we have uh, first up Dr. Christina Burns. She has a brand new book uh, called The uh, Ultimate uh, Fertility Guidebook. And we're going to chat about that with uh, Dr. Burns. Hello, Christina. How are you? I'm great, Rich. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. So you have a brand new book. Let's talk about that. Um, and then I, w- I want to talk about some of the, uh, the, the Chinese medicine that you also are involved with. Cause I love, I love some of the, uh, you know, I love a lot of the natural, you know, uh, remedies that they use in their, in their, uh, medicine over the years. So let's talk first about the book. The book is called The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook. Tell us what that's about and how that came about. Sure. I mean, it, it is as it states, it's the ultimate fertility guidebook because I tried to pack it full of, you know, all the information possible to help uh, women and couples on their journey to having a baby. And I have been seeing uh, patients dealing with infertility or fertility challenges for about 20 years. And, you know, it's a, it's a complex mix of, of stress hormones and autoimmune stuff and poor diet and, uh, and circulatory issues. And so I've used Eastern medicine and nutrition and other forms of natural medicine uh, like vitamin supplements and things to help improve the odds of conception and healthy conception, whether uh, the person or couple is going through IVF or trying naturally. Yeah. And so now is there, is there, uh, what's the, is there one major uh, problem that, that women uh, are experiencing that, that can't uh, get pregnant? Is there, is there, I mean, is, is, is it the vitamin thing that's the major problem? Is it the diet? What 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 is it? Because so many women struggle with this. That's so insightful for you to ask about that. And and you know, it's one in six couples now having challenges. And I have a lot of theories about what's happening. I mean, one of the major issues is that we're delaying like we're delaying you know when we have children. So the older we get, the harder it gets to become pregnant and and women are, you know, getting educated now and having a career and waiting until they're ready and you know that's totally understandable and and you know the women's empowerment movement has has done amazing things for for us in a lot of ways the the one thing is that we've delayed our conception efforts um oftentimes into our late 30s or 40s and that is a, a problem. Uh, for us to be able to conceive, uh, especially um, e- even if we're doing IVF naturally or, or otherwise. So age is a barrier that we, we don't have a lot of control over. And then, you know, we have other things like stress is very high these days. And um, that is really hard on conception efforts. The high stress hormones in the body can suppress the function of the ovaries and make it harder to get pregnant and maintain a pregnancy. Um, we have a lot of processed food in our diet these days. So, you know, too much sugar, too much refined food, too much eating in general, uh, lots of, um, you know, 
hydrogenated fats and inflammatory items that are causing a lot of chaos in our system, whether that be um, pre-diabetes, diabetes, or just um, excess weight that's affecting the fertility. It could also just be inflammation that's upsetting our immune system and making it reject a pregnancy. And, and so, then, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. So, yeah, go, go ahead. No, so no, no, in no. conjunction with that is low nutrition. So we're missing certain nutrients that would help us to conceive a healthy pregnancy. Vitamin D, B vitamins, folate, iron. So these kind of things are really important for conception also. Yeah, because they're finding now, you know, it used to be years ago, you know, a lot of doctors were kind of like just kind of blowing off the vitamin thing. But now they're finding that the supplements are really beneficial, right? The supplements are amazing. I mean, there's been enough research now to show that they can be really helpful in improving various aspects of fertility. So even in the age-related infertility, um, we can sometimes kind of reverse ovarian aging or or reverse ovarian aging and... um, reverse ovarian aging and and cause issues. Um, so sorry, the, the supplements are really helpful for reversing ovarian aging and making the egg quality and and the uterus be a better place for implantation. They can help with women with polycystic ovarian syndrome and endometriosis, circulatory issues. So these are supplements like uh, ubiquinol or CoQ10. They're actually really good for heart health. These are supplements like NAC. Um, that's an antioxidant. So a lot of antioxidant type supplements or basic nutrients like vitamin D or folate that can greatly improve chances of conception. Yeah. We're talking to uh, Dr. Christina Burns, uh, if you're just tuning in, and she has a brand new book called The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook, and she's a, a specialist in this area. Now, I want to talk about uh, uh, the, the Chinese medicine because you work with that, right? Yes, I'm actually a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine. I trained in China, and I do a lot of herbal medicine and acupuncture. Yeah, see, I love that because see, what, what I saw a special one time during the Beijing Olympics, and they were talking about Chinese medicine and how the, they do something different than uh, what a lot of the American doctors do. In that, they they try all of the the natural herbal remedies and all these kind of things before they go to prescription medication and then if they need to they'll add the prescription medication but they don't go right to drugs they 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 use all the different natural healing methods that they've known for thousands of years and i don't you think that's a great thing is that's what you do right yeah so i mean i'm a huge fan of natural medicine and to be honest i i think a lot of things can be done naturally yeah and um but you know we've been trained in our society to first go to the doctor yeah and in the days of old the doctors had more time to spend with their patients and they were they were also you know said to be the physician as teacher so they would teach about uh, diet and lifestyle and talk to their patient about how much they're sleeping and how much stress they're under and what they're eating. And that's just not happening anymore. And traditional Chinese medicine really pays attention to that. Like we spend time with the patients. We ask them about what they're eating. We tell them how that will influence them, you know, their sleeping habits, all of this. And, and generally we prescribe herbs and or acupuncture to, and other therapies like cupping and things to restore balance to the body. And, you know, if you take that route initially before your health gets really bad, usually it's a relatively quick turnaround. Um, like you're not going to have as much of an issue with it if you 
address it in the early stages. Problem with our society is we're addressing things very late stage. Our system of medicine is not preventative at all. Um, and so we're addressing things when they're already really bad and then people are going in for surgeries and this and that and ending up in, in worse situations. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I read, I read several articles on prescription medication and, and, you know, a lot of people are not aware that every time they put a prescription drug in their mouth, there's a potential for side effects and other, other issues that could come out of that. And so, I I read some articles saying that, you know, prescription medication was like the number one killer above heart disease and cancer. And is that true? Because that, that's kind of sad if that's the case. Not only sad, it's terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. Um, you know, and the, and the amount of hospital deaths yeah. um, that occur. And, and this, is, this is not me slamming Western medicine because I think there's been amazing advances. I work with a lot of medical doctors and they use their you know, uh, field of medicine, I use mine, and we and we make magic together. It's called integrative medicine when you're united these, uniting these sides of medicine. However, um, I, I do think overly invasive things are used. There are medications piled one on top of the other that can lead to very detrimental effects. And I see this happen a lot where somebody's given a medication for their acid reflux, and then that starts to cause issue with their bones or, yeah. you know, and then they're taking another medication for that and then another medication for that side effect. And soon they're on a cocktail of stuff that's destroying their body. Um, and they, and, but they don't know how to get out of the, the, this, this mess. Yeah. Because the body's not, not meant for all these chemicals. And I don't know why they, what, now why, what is your take on why in medical schools, I have a brother who's a doctor as well. Why, why in medical school, in the United States, do they not teach the natural healing alternatives? Well, I mean, I hate to be cynical, but it doesn't make money, Rich. Is that, yeah, is that <laughs> and goes, once again? Yeah, it comes back to money, isn't? It? Isn't that sad? I mean, why doesn't it make money? I mean, why? Why? Like, why are? I mean, they, the people would have to pay for the natural remedies, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, there is an industry, the, the alternative health industry and the vitamin supplement industry is strong, but not nearly as profitable as big pharma. Um, yeah. Right. And, and, you know, again, like medications, like some of them have their place for sure. Like I am definitely not slamming the use of them. I just think they're overused and, and not as carefully because doctors don't have time to spend with their patients. And so, you know, but I, I do think, you know, like the pharma industry has changed medicine and, and what we're taught and, and how everything is sort of executed. I, I do think that in a capitalist country, that's going to influence how things are prescribed. Not for nothing, when I studied in China, I worked in an integrative hospital. So there were um, doctors that prescribed Chinese herbs, and then there are doctors that, prescri doctors that prescribed Western pharmacological um, stuff. And... It was basically came up in conversation that that it's much easier to prescribe a pharmaceutical. It takes much less time. Yeah. Um, they try to make it a one size fits all. Chinese medicine is much more refined. The doctor sits down, and you know I do this too. We sit down and write a formula, a combination of like let's say between eight and fourteen herbs. Um, sometimes only like four or six herbs for that person for exactly where they are. So maybe we'll change that formula in a week or two weeks and customize it to the progress of the patient. It's what makes this so magical. But that takes a lot more effort and thought and is much less scalable. Things are more scalable when you can boil them down into a one-size-fits-all and sell them on mass. 
Yeah. See that again. Yeah. It's a, it's easier. It's more profitable for them to go that other way and to, uh, to, to just say, Oh, take these drugs and take this. And they don't have to spend as much time with the patient, meaning they can get more patients in. Right. Which generates more money. <laughs> you know, it is. I think it's broken. Like, I don't think yeah. that the doctors mean ill. I think they want to help their patients. I think they get stuck in the system that's broken where to be able to make money and survive, you see more patients, you see more patients, you have less time, you're not thinking it as like strategically. And also, you know, Western medicine is all about evidence based, they're all about the science, right? So, so unless there's a bunch of research to back a certain medication or procedure, they're de- they're not going to be recommending it as much. Right. And like when we look at who funds research articles, like it's usually usually larger organizations or pharmaceutical companies. And so there's not going to be as much research to support herbal remedies and acupuncture and things like that. There there is evidence, but there's not as much because it doesn't get funded because it's not very profitable. Yeah, again, and everything always comes down to money. We're talking to Dr. Christina Burns, and she has a brand new book that you need to pick up. It's called The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook, and she's helped uh, thousands of women uh, uh, conceive and have uh, babies when they didn't think they could. And this book is available on Amazon, right? This book is available on Amazon, Target, Walmart. I'm hoping to get it to as many people as possible. I think it's, I've tried to write it in a very empowering and not in a very clinical voice. It has a little bit of an edge, you know, a little cheeky to make it easier to consume and, and put everything into practice right away. Yeah, that's so that's so awesome um, what you're doing. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to chat with remaining time with uh, Dr. Christina Burns about the Ultimate Fertility Guidebook right after this. You're listening to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. Stick around. Rich and I return right after this. Are you in bad pain? You know what I mean. Your knees hurt. Your shoulder hurts. Your elbow and back are constantly killing you. And I'm sure you've tried every pain pill or cream available at the drugstore. Am I right? Well, here's something you haven't tried. Pain Magic. Pain Magic is not available at any drugstore. The only place you can get it is by calling the special toll-free number I'm about to give you. And to make things even better, call right now and find out about our buy one, get one free offer. We're so confident it'll work for you that we offer a free bottle with your purchase. No prescription required. Call now to learn how you can get Pain Magic and get rid of your pain. Remember, your results may vary. 800-419-1971. 800-419-1971. That's 800-419-1971. It's the funniest show in town. Jewman Group at the Tuscany Suites and Casino. A comedy thousands of years in the making. Wednesday to Saturday, 5.30 p.m. in the Copa Room at the Tuscany. From the Catskills to the Borscht Belt, to the shimmering lights of Las Vegas. It's Jew Man Group at the Tuscany. For tickets and information, log on to JewManGroup.com. That's JewManGroup.com. You're going to laugh your tuchus off. 
Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800-605-4650. 800-605-4650. That's 800-605-4650. Welcome back to the Vegas Voice. Here again, your host, comic impressionist, Rich Natoli. We are back, the Vegas Voice radio show with Rich Natoli, your host, and we're talking to uh, Dr. Christina Burns, and she's the author of a brand new book called The uh, Ultimate Fertility Guide Book. You can pick that up on Amazon, on ta- at Target, Walmart, um, and she's helped uh, hundreds and thousands of women. And so... Do you find that uh, that there's more people doing what you're doing uh, with the with the fertility? Or are you? Are you? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The, the holistic side of things makes a lot of sense when it comes to fertility because the success rates of conventional fertility treatment are actually pretty low. Um, and I get into this in my book, um, though I tend to try to not to try not to focus on the negative aspects. But when you go to do in vitro fertilization and go to do these um, uh, procedures like your success rates. If you're, if you're in your early 40s, for example, your success rates could be five percent. Um, your wow. late 20s, maybe they're 30 percent. Sorry, your late 30s are 30 percent. Um, maybe when you're 32 to 35, you have a 50 percent chance or 60 percent chance. Mm-hmm. So they're not very good success rates. So uh, sort of like augmenting or enhancing the results through uh, better nutrition, through supplementation, through herbal remedies is is very um, effective and also helps women mentally handle the challenges that they're undergoing because infertility is very hard um, emotionally and psychologically. Okay, so now here's a here's a <laughs> here's a magic question: What role does the man play in that? In, in other words, is is are some guys just more potent to where the woman could be weaker in that area, but it could still work quicker? Or does that matter? Or Oh, I so love that you asked this question because it's honestly interesting how much the male side of things is downplayed in fertility treatment. And anybody listening to this that's ever been through it will know that you know, the, the guys are given a pass, basically, especially yeah. if there's fertility treatment involved because um, the fertility industry says that they can circumvent sperm issues um, by using certain procedures. But there's so much that's not known um, there could be a perfectly healthy woman who's not getting pregnant, yeah. um, and, and they keep telling it her it's her, and she keeps going through all these treatments when it could, in fact, be the the sperm, but they don't have advanced enough testing in this area to know how much of a role it's playing. So if you talk to a fertility doctor, which is a women's health specialist, actually, because it's an OBGYN who's done advanced education, um, they will tell you that the man only accounts for like 10% of the quality of the embryo the, the, that implants. And, and in fact, um, I think it's much more like at least 30 to 50%. Yeah. And, Cause I knew, I knew a, a, a woman that had that same issue. They were blaming her, blaming her, and they found out it was the husband, you know? Totally. It's like they barely check the guys and they're like, whatever, eat whatever you want, drink as much as you want. They tell them maybe they shouldn't smoke marijuana because marijuana is terrible for sperm. But, you know, but otherwise, there's just not a lot of pressure put on them. And the women are going through procedure after procedure, um, gaining a bunch of weight, miserable, having no results 
um, only for it to be that like there needs to be more focus on the male. And so now what what uh, what are the odds also, uh, you know, because I've heard stories I don't know. I'm asking you with the fertility treatments. Can they is that increase their odds of having multiple children at one time? Yes, it totally depends on the the treatment that they do. So most of the fertility drugs that are used uh, create a, a situation where an ovary produces several eggs at once. So if a woman was ovulating um, by herself, she usually produces one egg per month. In, in certain cases, um, that could cleave into two and you could have twins, could cleave into three. I had one who naturally had triplets because she ovulated two eggs and one of them cleaved. Um, so you can have that situation naturally. That said, with fertility drugs, because they're designed, literally designed for you to produce more eggs at once, obviously there's going to be a higher incidence of that. Now, when they're doing an insemination, like they're just kind of shooting the sperm up there, it's like in the olden days known as turkey baster, um, yeah. And if there's several eggs sitting there and you shoot the sperm up there, it could fertilize the several eggs and then you could end up with uh, like a situation where you're having multiple pregnancies. With IVF, at this day and age, they're often just putting in one embryo at a time into the uterus. So there's much less chance of it of it turning into more than one. Yeah, because you don't know, want to tell the husband, we're having a litter. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you, we were what? Mom, right? <laughs> I was ready for one kid, not six. What's going yeah. on? Um, we're talking right. to Dr. Christina Burns, and she's the author of The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook. That's available on uh, Amazon, at Target, on Walmart. Well, you're doing great stuff, and uh, it's amazing. Now, does it matter if the, if the, uh, if the medicine, if the medicine is natural, like the Chinese medicine, let's say, to make the, the woman more fertile, does that affect with the multiple pregnancy thing or no? Generally not. Like generally the, the Chinese herbal medicine or herbal medicine in general isn't designed to create more eggs at once. It's designed to create better quality eggs. Mm-hmm. and a better chance of implantation. Because when we're looking at age-related infertility or we're looking at inflammation or toxin exposure, like things that affect the quality of a woman's eggs or the quality of sperm, um, if we improve that quality, it's more likely to turn into a baby. And that's with IVF or with natural pregnancy. And so the herbs don't look at creating, you know, more to ovulate in one cycle. They generally um, try to revive the ones that are there and 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 make them work better. Wow. And then and that's this is a simple guidebook, folks. Pick it up. It's called The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook by Dr. Christina Burns. She is the author and you can pick it up on Amazon, Target or Walmart. Dr. Christina, thank you so much. We'd love to have you back at a later date and chat some more. Much success with the book. This was really fun. You asked great questions, Rich. I so enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Dr. Christina Burns, The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook. We'll be right back after the break with comedian, actor Dick Hardwick, right after this. You're listening to The Vegas Voice, brought to you by The Vegas Voice magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Don't go away. Rich and I return right after this. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. 
Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-622-8802. Holy gentle giants, dog food, Batman. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the Batman TV series. I was the caped crusader, and now I'm the canine crusader. After rescuing and feeding 15,500 dogs for 23 years, my wife and I created a natural, low-fat, heart-healthy, made-in-America dog food and special feeding and care program designed to help all dogs live amazingly longer, healthier, happier lives. Our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. Yours can too. That's twice their normal lifespan and triple for some breeds. Would you like your dog to live as long as 27 years and still be active and healthy? Gentle Giants Dog Food is complete nutrition for all dogs and puppies, all ages and sizes, and is different from other dog foods without the greasy coating and high fat content that can shorten your dog's life. Try our Gentle Giants life-enhancing dog food for the longer, healthier, happier life of your dog. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call you'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to BodySculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-731-9778. 800-731-9778. 800-731-9778. That's 800-731-9778. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel it's that easy so call now and start packing call right now 800-267-1806 800-267-1806 800-267-1806 that's 800-267-1806 
We are back. Rich Natoli, the Vegas Voice Radio Show. Uh, our guest uh, joining us uh, via phone right now is comedian actor Dick Hardwick. And we're going to talk to Dick about uh, about several things. Uh, he was actually in the movie Faith Wins, which, which was uh, just released. Uh, Faith Wins... Uh, is a uh, faith-based movie that's doing very well, and it's on uh, on YouTube, G-A-G-O YouTube, and also on Roku TV right now, G-A-G-U YouTube and Roku TV. And Dick played uh, Sammy, the entertainment director on there. Hi, Dick. How are you? Good morning to you. Good morning to you. <laughs> and your wife was in the movie, too, we should add. Claudia did a great job yep, the, in the movie. The lovely Claudia, yes. Yeah, and the movie's doing great, and thank you for being part of all that. And uh, so now, what you've been doing, you're doing stand-up, of course, and... Uh, and uh, Well, main, mainly corporate shows um, yeah. uh, across, you know, and uh, cruise ships have called for um, all six or seven months but uh, that's fine with me. Uh, the, you know, the travel, the getting to and from the ships for the last 25 years have been. Oh, yeah, that's um, brutal. Un- unbelievable. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, it's nothing like getting coming from from uh, from the north or from the South Pole to Ushuaia, which means the end of the earth. Yeah. And, and you get to your plane, and they say, I'm sorry, this plane does not exist. I know. Oh, I know. You know, yeah. I, I dealt with so many of those things at the cruises. And, you know, they, and then, and, and then, you know, the thing that used to really bother me about they, you'd get on the ship on Sunday, and they'd say, they, they would fly you in on Sunday, and they would say, okay, uh, welcome aboard. You work Friday. And I would go, well, what am I doing here? Why, why did, why did you not fly me in on Thursday or, you know, or Friday? I'm, I'm here all week. And, you know, and I was, you know, walking around like a, like a mindless uh, troll all week waiting, <laughs> waiting to get on stage. I, I don't know. Do they still do that or do they, are they better now? Well, sure. at flying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the worst is, is to be traveling for 24 to 35 hours, uh, planes and you get there and it's two o'clock in the afternoon and they say you're doing your show tonight. Oh yeah. yeah. And you're exhausted. Yeah, that's, that's the worst. That only happened to me one time, but, uh, but yeah, they still do that. And you know, they, well, uh, normally it's a 10 day run. So you'll do two, two shows, two different shows within that time. And normally they put you on, on the last or the night before you land. So it, it screws you up trying to repack and get ready to go. Cause you're always up at, you know, four o'clock in the morning to get off the ship at six and then whatever. So anyway, it's, uh, it's, um, um, it, it was fun, uh, all the, all the years that I did it. And, um, but, um, it's, uh, it's nice to be, uh, it's nice to know who Claudia is, my wife. Again. Right, right. I think you and I were doing cruise ships at a time when most of the comedy acts were just doing comedy clubs, I think at that time, because, uh, we, you know, the cruise ships paid well. They paid better than the comedy clubs, you know, back oh, in the yeah. day, especially. And, and, and back in the day, it would be tax free money because they would give you an envelope with cash at the end of the week. And, uh, cause it was an international water thing. So they didn't have to, to do that with the tax thing. And now I think that's all changed. And they, oh, actually... yeah. Well, I, I never received a bundle of cash. Oh, uh, you didn't? You didn't? They always, you know, <laughs> always came through an agent. And, uh, you know, there's always somebody else's fingers in the pile. <laughs> I played, I played a, a, a ship 
I like, you know, at least once or twice a month called the Azure Seas out of uh, San Pedro. And this is going back. Uh-huh. We're going back decades now. And at the end of the week, they would hand you an envelope full of cash and say, you know, wow. you'd open it up and go, there you go. And that would be it. But I don't, they just, I guess they're just not allowed to do that anymore. I think the, the well, guy, you know, back in those days, the cruise directors would walk <laughs> off the ship with, with bundles of cash. Of I know. I used to well, see, because, yeah. Go ahead. Because they would run the bingo game. Yes. And yes. it was theirs. That was all their, their money. That was just, uh, you know, run the bingo game. Oh, I would, I would see him in Grand Cayman going into the Bank of Nova Scotia with, with bags of money. And I go, yeah. what, what a gig they got. Where can I get this gig? <laughs> no wonder they sell Rolex watches down there on the island. Oh, sure. Sure. And so, uh, but, uh, but now, so now the court, yeah, the corporate gigs are always great because you can go in and out of there in a day. And, uh-huh. uh, and get paid good money and and that kind of thing. So you've done those for decades, right? Oh yeah. Well, and, and I've been doing a lot of um, uh, retirement communities, which is yeah uh, a really safe gig. The audiences are always great. The venues sometimes are a little tough to to uh, navigate, but uh, they're they're there to see a show. And that's the difference between doing a corporate show and doing. Uh, a show like in a theater or whatever is that it, it, the people are coming to see a show where right. in a corporate show, they, you know, they might have a convention for three days and the CEO is beating up on the salespeople right. saying, I want another 10% and then gives them a plaque with their name on it and says, here's our entertainment, Dick Hardwick. And yeah, yeah. He, that's a mountain to climb. And I've had those experiences where the people don't want to be there or they're, they're, they're a lot of angry ones that didn't get the plaque. <laughs> yeah. And then you got to make them laugh. <laughs> Yeah. And they're mad. They're mad because they didn't get the promotion and the award and all that kind of thing. And they're just there because the boss is telling them to be there. Oh, <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen the best comedians in the in the entire country that I've worked with kind of struggle in, in a lot of those gigs that I worked with them at. And and you're going, what's up with this? I mean, it's 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 strictly because they're they're not being appreciated because the people didn't come to see them, you know. Well, also, some of the acts are just too hip for the room, and they and they and they go down in flames because the audience is not sophisticated enough. I remember doing a show with Paula Poundstone, and and it was a corporate show, and um, uh, the people just kind of just kind of looked at her. They didn't know what to do, and uh, right, uh, right, it was right. it was interesting because I mean she's one of the best of the best. Oh yeah, it doesn't even matter how how great you are in when you're put in a situation where you're swimming upstream like that. It's it's very difficult, you know. It's very well. Difficult. You know, uh, I had uh, the opportunity to spend eight years uh, of my life at, as a, a musician, band leader, and then comic at at Disneyland, and um, I started there in 1978 in a show called the Class of 27 show at night playing the washboard and uh, and the drums and uh, on the street in a, in a, in a, with a group called the Banjo Kings but I um, and then I had, was given my own band so we had a bluegrass band Doug Maddox played banjo Charlie Warren on the bass and the famous John Jorgensen of Elton John fame now and uh, he was just nominated for a Grammy best solo musical album didn't win but he was nominated uh, and he would play the mandolin and soprano sax for three years with me. But then I took the comic spot in the Golden Horseshoe at Disneyland from Wally Bogue, who had, who was handpicked by um, by Walt Disney back in 1954 
to open the Golden Horseshoe at Disneyland in June 15, 1955, when the park opened. So he was there for 26 years, and I came in, and uh, I'd been his understudy. And when he retired, uh, I, I got his part, and I spent the last five years, five shows a day, five days a week, for five years as the comic in the Golden Horseshoe Review at Disneyland, which was, at the time, and for the next 25 years, the longest-running live stage review in history, 31 years of the same show on the same stage. And that landed my name in the Guinness Book of World's Records. Wow. Uh, it's cool. not in there now, but it was in there for about 25, 30 years. That's so, so cool. That's, that was cool. Yeah, very cool. cool. So what's your website, Dick? Do you want? Uh, do you have a website people can go to? or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, dickhardwick.com dickhardwick.com to learn more about dick we're going to take a quick commercial break and then when we come back i want you to set up the uh the song and the story that we're going to play for the folks uh we'll be right back with comedian actor musician dick hardwick right after this the vegas voice brought to you by the vegas voice magazine it's the free monthly magazine learn more at the vegasvoice.net Don't go away. We'll have more right after this. Are you being audited? And do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate a lower tax bill. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts. But you can stop these IRS actions. The tax doctor will fight for you using industry secrets that can stop any IRS actions, eliminate penalties and interest, and reduce your past tax bill. So you pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor now for a free IRS audit emergency review. Call 800-515-4956. That's 800-515-4956. Again, 800-515-4956. That's 800-515-4956. Now, let's return to the Vegas Voice. Here again is comic impressionist Rich Natoli. Welcome back to the Vegas Voice Radio Show. Rich Natoli here, and we're talking uh, with uh, actor, comedian, and musician Dick Hardwick. And uh, we want to talk about the. Tell us about the song that we're going to play for the folks and the story behind it. Well, you know, we were talking about the cruise ships. Uh, yeah. You meet some of the most interesting people, especially on the higher. And yeah. <laughs> I was on an Oceana yeah. uh, cruise ship, and uh, uh, I, I met this gentleman and his wife he was probably at that time probably 71 or 72 and uh we ended up smoking cigars which is something you know just past the time and uh, he he had some lyrics to a song that he had written uh actually he had several songs that he'd written because he had a dream to have a broadway uh production called waffle house the musical <laughs> and which is just crazy to think about but uh, uh but uh, so he kept drilling me and go okay i want to do this broadway like like i could just pull a broadway show out of my back pocket yeah so i said well first of all uh is this is the great alan wilson we call him uh, sam um uh, uh anyway he uh, uh so i i said you can't just uh, do a Broadway play, you first of all, you have to get the songs arranged and you have to record them so that you got something to work with. 
And so I, uh, so, but he kept drilling me, drilling me. Okay. Well, I was doing the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. And as luck would have it, my manager's uh, uh, future son-in-law had a recording studio in his house where Jenny Tolman, his future wife, now she's a, a famous country singer, songwriter, great, great Jenny talent, Tolman, Jenny who's great singing talent, yeah. the, the theme song on our movie, mm-hmm. uh, Faith Wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so John Jorgensen, my friend, uh, dropping his name again, he was in town doing recording with somebody or whatever, uh, and uh, I called him up and I said, uh, could you come over and we could maybe knock this song out, which is uh, amazing to think that you could call up somebody and they could. Anyway, he came he came over and he brought two guitars, a, a, an eight string bass and a, an acoustic guitar. And, and I guess he brought another electric guitar and he called up uh, his drummer from Elton John. Uh, 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 oh, Charlie. Anyway, he's an English fellow, unbelievable drummer and a steel player that played on most of the Nashville records. And uh, we got in the recording studio, and uh, so this song that that we, the first one we did uh, uh, was this song, and it's called Grits. So if you're going to be eating in the South and Waffle House, what are you going to have? You're going to have grits. So uh, Alan had these cute lyrics, and so I sang the song, and John played all the instruments, and David Brainerd, Jenny. Uh, uh, Since then, I still remember when Grandma served them to me as a child. Then she'd serve some to the dogs, the cats, the chickens, and the hogs. A mess of grits would drive that rooster wild. As a traveling man down Georgia way, eating my breakfast, not a word to say. A waitress smiled, her eyes kind of gave little flits. Well, she winked at me and walked my way. She said, would you like something else today? I said, yes, ma'am. Another bowl of those grits. You can eat them for breakfast. You can throw in some cheese. Serve them up for dinner. Whatever you please. From a Tennessee truck stop to a tiny cafe. That's how the South. We spell gourmet. That's how the South. We spell gourmet. That's how. There you go. That was awesome. 
How about that? That was awesome. <laughs> that's, that's a gaggle of song to put together in in about seven hours. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, you're like that's like a John Pate, John Pate, who who uh, my co-producer on the Faith Wins movie. He and writer, he writes songs like that too. You know. <laughs> well, he and I, he and I did the song, and John Jorgensen did all the instruments back in 1985. And it's called the, the song is called One Day When You Swing That Skillet. My yeah, face yeah, he ain't does that in his act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great song. And it, was, it was nominated for the comedy song, country song of the year back then. It didn't win, but it was nominated. And uh, so, you know, matter of fact, the Grammys were just on. And, uh, and I'll bet I am the only one of your friends, me being your friend, that has a Grammy certificate for playing the washboard on John Prine's record back in 1999. So I'm a Grammy award-winning washboard player. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, uh, and, and, uh, you know, I should mention also that, you know, John, John Pate and uh, Jenny Tolman, who we were talking about, they wrote the song, the Faith Wins song, and Jenny sang it of the theme song for the Faith Wins movie. And they won best original movie uh, song and songwriter award for that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, every time I hear the song, it makes me tear up. It's so beautiful. Beautiful song. And uh, and folks, I want to tell you again, okay, Dick Hardwick plays uh, the uh, entertainment director, Sammy, in the movie. You can see the movie now. It's streaming live. We're actually, we're on five platforms. Three of them will be live within the next three weeks. And we're live on two right now. We're on uh, G-A-G-O YouTube. And we're on Roku TV right now. And the other three platforms take effect in three weeks. It takes a little while to get them linked up, but we've been accepted on five total so far and more to come. They're telling us, uh, we got, oh, we got 20, almost 25,000 views in just a little over a week just on YouTube. So if you want to see a great, great faith based movie that won best Christian screenplay award, um, go on, uh, go on, uh, GAGO YouTube is uh, very easy. And then just put in Faith Wins or Faith Wins Movie on G-A-G-O YouTube, and you can watch the film. And uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's doing really well, Dick. Uh, we're really proud of everybody in this movie. Well, I, I was honored to be in there, and Claudia as well. You kind of caught Claudia at the last minute. Claudia, put on this coat. You're the doctor. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it was great. It was great. You know, we were a low budget movie, so we're not, you know, we're not a Tom Cruise movie that had millions of dollars, but we, we, we did the best with what we had and everything worked out great. And, uh, we're real pleased with it. And so what's next for you? Uh, do you want to do more acting stuff? Do you do any commercials? Do you go out on any of those these days or? In, you know, uh, I had a commercial agent that was the best in town and I had done probably a hundred interviews and did not book one and i could not figure it out but it, it just uh it's very clicky yeah days. it's very clicky well yeah and uh it's kind of like if, if you're not steven spielberg's nephew then yeah. um <laughs> yeah but uh but uh so uh i got so busy doing the corporate shows and stuff and that i got tired of the anxiety of driving up to hollywood knowing that i was going to be auditioning for something that i wasn't going to get I think John, John Pate, our buddy, wrote the line. He goes, hey, I'm up for a movie. It's between me and the guy they already got picked for it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, I think nowadays from all the 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 uh, the Hollywood producers and stuff that I've interviewed on the show, I think the way they're doing it now is I don't think you have to drive up to Hollywood 
anymore unless you're going to get and they're actually going to give you the gig i think you you basically audition now on video and send the video yeah. in to your agent yeah. and then they handle it like that which is a much better way to do it because you can you can wait till you're happy with the take instead of you know when you drive up and do the meeting you got one take and if you mess up a line that you're done you know oh and, it's uh you know it's it's so scary uh i read for uh back uh sit caesar uh was going to have a, a show and and i read for the part to be his brother-in-law and uh it was the scariest moment of my life i went to paramount picked up the sides meaning the script and studied it uh overnight and the next day i walk in and they handed me new pages when i walked through the door and i saw all of these familiar character actors that you see all the time and uh i got in uh, uh david um uh, oh, the producer was David, uh, not Seinfeld, but David uh, Brenner. Mm -hmm. He was the producer. He was sitting there, the casting director. And then, um, uh, so uh, I was so nervous, I could not get my hand to stop shaking. <laughs> so needless to say, I didn't get that either. You know, you want to hear something, <laughs> a funny story. So years ago, when they were casting the Michael Keaton movie, Multiplicity, do you remember that movie? Multiplicity uh -huh. was called. Well, the, uh, the, my agent at the time said, um, listen, you're, you're about the same size as Michael Keaton. We need, they need stand-ins to go and they're going to mm -hmm. be, they're going to be auditioning stand-ins and it paid really, it paid a, at the time. It was a thousand dollars a day to be a stand-in. So now I'm sure it's much more now, but that was a lot of money, you know, going back, you know, decades ago. Sure. So, so I show up at the studio and it's airplane hangar size thing. There's literally, I'm not kidding. There's literally, probably 600 guys in this thing that are going to be looking to get they were, they were looking for three stand-ins and i'm like okay um should i leave now you know i'm thinking right so i thought sure. well, let me just stay and uh, so they start weeding out all these people right weeding them out weeding them out weeding them out i'm there literally dick i'm there nine hours okay it's down to me and two other people okay or, or three other people. They needed, they needed two of us or three of us. I can't remember, but it was down to just me and a, and a couple of other people. So I'm thinking, okay, I, I'm going to get this right. And they remeasured us 50 times, you know, throughout the day. All the other people were gone. It, now, now the, the airplane hangar room was empty except for me and a few other people. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get this. It's a thousand dollars a day. It's a great gig, right? And it filmed for like months. So I'm thinking this is, this is a good gig. Well, all of a sudden, the guy comes over and starts measuring me again. And then midway through the measuring me again, he goes, oh, no, we have a huge problem. And I'm thinking, now, the guy's measured me tons of times already. He goes, Michael Keaton's ears are, are very small. And so your ears are bigger than Michael Keaton's. So if we put a prosthetic ear on you... To look exactly like Michael Keaton's, your ears are going to look too big. We can't use you. You're released. Wow. And I was there all day long. And I'm like, I'm going to kill these people. <laughs> you know? And so I didn't get it. But it, look how, look at how, I mean, I would have loved to have been released early in the day, but I was there all day. But that's what, that's what happens, you know? There, there's an artist that cut his ear off because he couldn't get the painting right. <laughs> there was there's somebody that would have done that. Yes, there's somebody that would have done. That. But then, then when I remember when I was looking at Michael Keaton on another movie, I really paid attention to the size of his ears, and he does. He has little small <laughs> ears, and so 
if they if they want to put a, a prosthetic on anyone that has normal size ears, you're going to look like Dumbo. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So it wouldn't work. Yeah. So Dick Hardwick, oh, if God. you go to DickHardwick.com, you can learn more about comedian actor Dick Hardwick. Uh, go on the movie. Uh, go on uh, G A G O YouTube. Put in Faith Wins movie, and you can see uh, Dick in the role of uh, Sammy on the Faith Wins movie. A lot of our fellow comedians were in this movie, right, Dick? They are, yes, indeed. John Pate played the uh, lawyer in there. Uh, 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 my my uh, my uh, old. Uh, Assistant here on the radio gig, uh, uh, John Lindquist played the, the judge in the movie. Uh, Jeff Wayne, yeah. Jeff Wayne had a role in the movie. Uh, yeah, Leslie Norris. Leslie Norris played the crazed fan when she comes yeah, in with geez. Rich Little, with uh, the scene with Rich Little and my character in the movie. And uh, gosh, there's so many, so many. Let's see who else. I, I, can't think now but uh but we had but everybody did a great job and 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 everybody worked together we worked really hard on that we filmed a lot of hours in the day to get that thing done did you know that rocky the original rocky movie was filmed in 28 days i did not know that yeah 28 days they told stallone that if you don't film this movie under under 30 days we're not releasing it that's what the studio told him at the time so he they got it done in 28 days and that movie you know they had to do all the fight scenes and everything so there was a lot involved there no wonder Uh, he was so skinny yeah, you know, I mean, imagine the stress and he was broke at the time. So to, you know, wow. the last thing you wanted, you you didn't want to happen was the, the studio telling you we're not releasing it. You didn't get it done under budget and under time, you know. So there's all those things yeah, yeah. when you're unknown, boy, they'll they'll just they'll really come down on you. But but then, you know, once he got to the point of being a celebrity, then they gave him all the the fr- the free reign to do what he wanted, you know. Well, you know, it's it, you. You being an impressionist, it's tough these days. Uh, there's there's not many people that you can get voices from that that are across the board that everybody would know. And uh, so, how do how do you go and find new new people that that are hot? Yeah, you know, you're just trying to find. You know, you try to find people like Owen Wilson. You know, oh wow, we're going to the golf course. Wow, you know, people yeah. people like that that are distinct. And you try to you try to just you know do something with those guys for the newer guys and uh, and uh, you know the Larry the Cable guys and the Chris Rocks and these kind of people um, that I'm putting in my show. But but you know the people I'm founding. You know. Look, we're kind of aging with our audience. So a lot of my crowds here in Vegas, you know, uh, they're, they're older crowds and they really want to hear those classic older voices too. Sure. They, they love the Johnny Carson. You can do Jay Leno, but they, they want to see Johnny Carson more, you know, so it becomes like yeah. that. Yeah. Dick Hardwick. Go to dickhardwick.com. Watch him in the movie Faith Wins. G-A-G-O YouTube. Put in Faith Wins movie. Thank you, Dick. We'll have you back again, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a great day. I'm available for parties. Yes, you are. I'm available for parties. There you go. Dick Hardwick, everybody. Thanks. See you again next week. Uh, Go to thevegasvoice.net for more information. I'm John the Announcer. Thanks for listening. Stop by the Vegas Voice website, thevegasvoice.net. It's the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. TheVegasVoice.net And then visit my website, JohnTheAnnouncer.com You know, Rich and I love it when you come by to say hello. We know there's a lot of things you could be doing. 
The fact that you've chosen to spend a little time with us means the world. It really does. So join us next time for more of this, The Vegas Voice.